Podcast episode 137. Benjamin Yoder here today to talk to you about video games and Japan. I'm back. <laughs> um, it's been like a month. It feels like. I mean, let me double check the dates on this. But like the last last podcast I put out that was like a live normal podcast was December 15th. <laughs> so um, so yeah, it's it's been today's. I'm recording this on the 12th, so it's been almost a month. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, it's good good to be back. Uh, it's not going to be quite a normal episode yet, because uh, I figured I should talk about stuff I did in Japan. But yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit of a <laughs> bit of a harrowing thing. If you didn't really follow anything else, uh, the the night before I was going to go, I was going to do a, a stream. But uh, the day before I streamed, my uh, tooth started really bothering me, and it got really bad. So uh, <laughs> and keep in mind, it was like a day before I was going to Japan, and my tooth was was killing me. And uh, so I ended up going and had to get had to get that tooth extracted. So uh, thankfully, it's just like a back molar, so it's not very very noticeable. I will probably get an implant or something. I, they said it didn't really matter that much because of where it was, but. Uh, but after talking to a couple of other dentists about it, they're like, yeah, you, you probably should get an implant there. And I, I think I agree with that. So I had kind of known that tooth is going to be a problem. I had kind of forgotten that I knew it was going to be a problem. I had like five years ago, a dentist was like, hey, this tooth, which I had a root canal on in the past, uh, is in rough shape <laughs> and and it's probably going to go at some point. And then I forgot that that about that. And then, uh, yeah, leading up to it, I was like, I didn't really know what the problem was. And, you know, any kind of medical thing, you start looking it up on the internet and some some sites are like, you're dying. Uh, other sites are like, yeah, I don't know. You probably just like, like you know, uh, did that thing where you like grind your teeth in the sleep or something like that. that and I was like super stressed. So I was like, well, that would make sense that I'm grinding my teeth kind of thing. But uh, nope, nope. I just had a really nasty infection. <laughs> abscess there from the tooth and so they're like nope gotta go so rest in peace tooth i'll replace you with something fake i guess <laughs> kind of expensive but but we'll get there um anyways so yeah so that almost killed my trip uh and, but it did not so i was able to get all that handled in a single day so that was uh very fortunate of me um but yeah sorry that there was no stream that last week when i was leaving uh, I really didn't know what I was going to do anyway, so it wasn't really a, a, a big thing uh, or, like, a big deal, I think, that it was that was dead. So that and, like, I think that might be the first real stream that I technically missed. Uh, while I was gone, as you probably saw, I did, like, a bunch of, like, fake kind of stream content. Not really fake stream content, but, like, you know, stream-style content that I wasn't actually streaming. Just, like, you know, uploading videos to YouTube and stuff. So so hopefully you enjoyed that if you if you decided to watch any of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, so I figured this week I'd just talk a little bit about, um, um, you know, game related stuff while I was in Japan. I, I'm not gonna, 
you know, it was it was two weeks, uh, so I won't burden you too much with, you know, all the stuff I did there. But uh, one little thing was when I was on the plane, I did play some of the Wizard of Oz game, Wizard of Oz, Golden Brick Road or something like that, or Yellow Brick Road. Um, and that's, uh, that was published by Xseed. I forget who made it. I think Media Vision made it. It was like the, um, the Wild Arms developer and also works on the Valkyria Chronicle series now. Um, and, uh, it's fine. I, I, it's still super, super cute, but, uh, but mechanically it's kind of a little boring. Uh, the, the areas are not particularly well designed. Well, yeah, they're just kind of like mazes with like paths you go down and, um, and it's just not particularly easy to navigate. I wish there was, like, a map to the game because there are a lot of paths that they, you kind of go down and you have to, like, find a thing down there. And then when you go back, you have to, like, mark the sign that you found something there or there's something there you found that you can't, like, uh, you know, figure out what to do with yet. Or you're like, oh, no, it's just the path to the next area. So you can, like, put a, an actual symbol on a sign that says, you know, whether or not there's something worthwhile going down there. But until, like, otherwise, though, unless you're looking at that sign, you know, you can't tell where you're at in the area. So it's just difficult to go back and find, like, different places and stuff or, like, paths that you haven't traversed before and things like that. So, but yeah, I, I might go more in-depth on that game at some point, but it's kind of a straightforward uh, RPG. There is some kind of interesting gimmicks to its battle system. Like, each character has, like, a different set of action points. So, like, the heaviest, hardest-hitting character, like, takes up three action points. So, like, the, you know, other characters can't act as much. Um, so, it's kind of interesting in that regard. And there's, like, some elemental, or not really elemental, but, like, enemy-type weakness systems in there as well. But uh, it's, it's not deep enough to really to really change the mechanics of the games a ton either. So I, I think I got maybe like a third of the way through the game. I, I would like to go ahead and just like focus on it and finish it. Um, but we'll see. Shenmue 3 is definitely like a high priority for me right now because I wanted to finish that before I left. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to. Um, I forget if there's anything else I had ongoing other than Shining Resonance uh, before I left. I played a lot of Mochia Girl on the plane too. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, in Japan, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to really talk about this, but I'll probably just kind of talk about like the individual places, I guess, that I went to for, for game stuff. Uh, you know, the big one that, you know, everybody knows and also says you shouldn't go to anymore is, uh, Akihabara or Akiba. I don't really know the difference between saying one or the other. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, um, it was like, if you want a sheer number of video games, that place is great. Uh, cause you like go into, like you go into your super potato or whatever, and there are just tons and tons and tons of games. And I think that's fine if you just are looking for very specific things. I think, you know, if you ever do go to Japan, having like a set of goal type of games to get is important because then that really narrows down where you look at. Because if you go into super potato, you could probably spend the entire day looking at games on that shelf. If you're like open to basically any console from any era and things like that. Um, but you know, you don't really want to spend an entire day in a super potato. At least I don't want to. Um, and a lot of stores in Akihabara are very much like that of just like, we have a huge library of things, uh, that just is, you know, typically not that, that much cheaper than I would expect it to be. Like anything in Akihabara was very similar to like shopping for games in the U S where it's like, Oh, here's this game that is like, you know, I don't, I have no idea what this thing is, but it barely drops below five dollars for a lot of this stuff and uh so you know if you're looking to to just kind of buy random garbage for cheap uh i is not really great for that even the book off there is not particularly great 
Um, it's just, you know, the prices seem to hold their value there probably because, you know, there are a lot of, you know, tourists out there going and shopping for stuff there. I did do have like an, do like an Akihabara shopping day very late in my trip as a like, you know, okay, I had these particular goal games I was looking for. I didn't find them at the cheaper places. So I'm going to go ahead and just get them here at the prices that are, you know, not, you know, particularly great. Like I played, I paid $30 for Xenoblade or Xenosaga episode one and two on the Nintendo DS, which I think is about right. Like, it's not like I saved any money doing that. Uh, I, I was able to get all the Japanese DS monolith soft games that I, that I wanted to. So I got super robot Tyson endless frontier exceed, uh, that has a fan translation now. So there's no problem on me playing that. I, I actually tested it on Wii U as well. So it seems like it works perfectly fine on Wii U. So if I can, I'd like to play through that this year. Um, and then also Soma Bringer, which also has a fan translation. I have not tested that on Wii U yet to see how well that, that works. Um, on, on that platform. And then finally, uh, you know, Xeno, uh, Xenosaga episode one and two, I got that. Uh, that does not have a fan translation. I think there might be like a menu based fan translation out there. So, you know, you can, you can navigate the menus at the very least, but I think the story hasn't been translated, which, you know, to some extent, you know, Xenosaga episode one and two are, you know, it's a retelling of those two games and, you know, I've already played those games, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure they kind of rewrote them a little bit, um, in, for that game. So, you know, you won't really get to see the, 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 the writing differences between it, um, you know, without either an understanding of Japanese or, you know, an, uh, a fan translation. I think there are people who are trying to fan translate that game, but I think that's been the case for a very long time now. So, so I got those three things that I, that I really were like my super major main goals, um, uh, I also did, uh, was able to get some PC 98 games in Japan and a PC 98, uh, had, had Atelier Michi on Twitter, uh, help me out getting a PC 98 while I was there, which was nice of them. Um, and then also, uh, just bought some PC 98 games in general. They're kind of, they weren't pricey per se, but you know, I will say I'm somebody who like very much likes the one to $5 deal kind of game thing. So like paying 20 to $40 for a game is just like, Oh boy. But you know, I didn't buy that many. I bought maybe like, uh, uh I think four of them were full price. And then I think the other two were listed as junk, but I just went ahead and got them. Cause I figured worst case scenario, if they are junk, I can probably, you know, just load the game image on that, that PC either way. Um, haven't really sat down to figure out, you know, connecting that PC 98 to uh, display in the US yet. It has like a weird refresh rate. Um, there are like old monitors you can buy, but my ultimate goal is to try to capture some of that stuff. So I'm probably going to instead focus on trying to find a way to convert that signal to one that I can capture uh, rather than sit there and try to find a way to display that that signal natively on a uh, on a monitor or something like that. So so yeah, that, that project is on the back burner for right now just because it's going to cost some more money to figure that out and and also probably be somewhat time-consuming. And uh, this whole weekend, I've been pretty much just kind of focusing on getting everything unpacked and things like that. But yeah, I wouldn't say I love shopping in Akihabara. Just, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff and you'll find the stuff you're looking for, but it's just, I don't know. Just It's just not... It's just too much. It's the same problem I had when I go to like Port and Retro Game Expo where it's like at some point, like you just kind of glaze over and you're like, yes, this is the 50th copy of Crimson Skies I've seen for the original Xbox or something, you know? 
Uh, I will be say I'm kind of surprised I saw so many copies of Cubivore for for GameCube in Japan. It's it wasn't super cheap or anything, but it was uh pretty pretty prevalent out there. I probably saw like five or six copies of Cubivore, uh, which you know in the U.S. is definitely not the case. Uh, but that game is all game is also much more expensive here, so I assume it got a much smaller uh, print run in the U.S. So. And uh, one other thing about Akihabara is that it's a very uh, small space for you to work with. So, like, it's difficult to carry around a lot of stuff because, like, every every store is, like, half a hallway for an aisle. And you're, like, wrapping your body around people trying to get around and move around. So that wasn't so much the case in Denden Town. I also went to Osaka. And Denden Town, uh, you know... I would not say it was super great either. It's basically Akihabara, but less of it. Uh, I would not say that the prices were were that much better either. Um, I don't remember what I got from Denon Town. I, oh, you know, I did get that, uh, I think it's called Tawari no Palm or something like that for the Nintendo Switch from Akihabara, which is the cheapest I, or not, from Denon Town, which is the cheapest I found. It was like $30 or something like that. Everywhere else I saw it, it was like $70 to $80. Immediately it was a used copy. And I don't know if I had any kind of like downloadable content that, you know, would be downloaded or something like that. But I've been keeping my eye on that game for a while and, um, and, you know, it's all in Japanese, so we'll see if I, you know, can ever really appreciate it. But, but it's like the one like romance the guy game that I've really had my eye on outside of like uh outside of like Steam Prison. But even Steam Prison is completely the fact that like it's a Hunex game rather than you know actually a video game. I also got plenty of Hunex games out there though. Uh, I did pick up uh their, their fairy tale game on PSP, which I think that might be their like last non visual novel game, or at least non like for for a you know, gaming platform. I think they may, might have some more, like, puzzly kind of games for phones and browsers and stuff. Uh, I also picked up one of their RPGs to the Dreamcast. Uh, I picked a first kiss story for the PlayStation 1, because sure, why not? And then, uh... uh I also picked up uh, Sparkling Feather, which is, like, a strategy RPG for, for the PCFX, along with Megami Paradise 2, which is more like an adventure game kind of thing. Uh, it reminds me a lot of that like firefighter game or like firewoman game or whatever it's called on PCFX as well. It's kind of like this isometric, like, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like an adventure game, but it has like these really big chubby looking sprites that I like. So, so I need to sit down and see if that's like something I can actually enjoy. And then there's just like Nakano Broadway, which I didn't really find any games at Nakano Broadway. Um, but I did go there, uh, with somebody, I went there with the, the scum of the brave, uh, artist, which was kind of a fun little thing. Uh, kind of a weird situation that led into that. I forget if I talked about that much before I left, but uh, but they're like, hey, let's meet up. So so I went to Nagano Brande with them. That was more anime stuff there. Um, but they did have like I thought it was interesting because they did have a game store there, but it was all Western games. Everything had like ESRB ratings on it and stuff. And they also had Funko Pops and a bunch of stuff. And it was like it was a bunch of American like nerd goods kind of thing. It reminded me of like a very tiny GameStop slash Hot Topic or something, is what it felt like. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see that. I don't know if there are other like game stores in Nakano Broadway. I, I we didn't really see it at the very least. Uh, but you know I kind of I kind of didn't explore that place on my own. I kind of just let them take me from place to place and it, it was it was pretty fun um i would say where most of my personal pickups that i that i enjoyed came from was from uh book offs and stuff like that 
Um, especially towards the end of the trip. So, so something that happened towards the end of the trip is I lost my passport on the last day I was in Japan. I was like, ah, crap. Um, <laughs> and so I was stuck in Japan for like an extra four days. So like when I, my podcasts and my videos were like, Hey, I'm in, in America again, but just relaxing. No, I was very much still in Japan and <laughs> just suffering. Um, uh, I think I was in America when the mysterious Murasame castle, uh, uh, video went up at like, you know, I think I literally had just gotten back into the U.S. in like San Francisco. wasn't even home yet. Just was at the airport in San Francisco. But uh, but yeah, so I was stuck there for quite a bit longer. And to kind of you know fill out some time and make myself feel slightly better, I went to book offs, which are essentially like used bookstores that also deal with games. Uh, there's a book off in in Akihabara, but it's I, I'd say it kind of gets infected by the prices of other games in Akihabara too. Um, so if you go to the book offs around Akihabara and stuff, like when I, I went up to like Ueno and I did some like near Dosanbori and stuff like that. So I didn't go like super far out or anything like that. Um, you know, that's where things seem to generally start getting cheaper, whether or not, you know, you'd find a amazing deal there is kind of another thing. But like I found, uh, some psycho force, uh, puzzle game for one dollar which apparently or psychic force something like that which apparently i did not realize that was actually in relation to the psychic force uh, fighting games for for the playstation i was like oh i didn't realize that until i bought a copy of psychic force and then had the two side by side i was like wait a second <laughs> um but yeah the the psychic force puzzle tyson is basically like a, a puzzle bobble clone if you want to call it a clone it's the same company who made puzzle bobble at least the same publisher so so I don't know if it's like a a, a spinoff or or what, uh, but I played a little bit of that on stream. Like uh, I did do like a, a PS1 PS2 game stream uh, of Japanese pickups. I did uh, the the day after I got back. So that, that's on there along with some other PS1 and an a PS2 game, Dear My Son, which is also a Unix game. I I played a little bit on there too. But I found that to be like the most exciting thing for me. I mean, that I'm what what gives me the most excitement is finding like one to five dollar Wii games, games like Wii Ski and like Counterforce and stuff like that. It's like, hey, this kind of looks like it's probably not great, and then picking it up and it's like, actually, this is a really cool game. Uh, actually, Tim asked me what my my favorite game of 2019 was, and I typically don't like doing that kind of stuff much, but my gut said uh, Wii Ski, and I was like, okay, Wii Ski, <laughs> game of 2019, Wii Ski. 10 years later. I don't know what year that came out, but it probably was like 2009 or a little bit earlier than that. Um, but yeah, so, so that book offs outside of Akihabara definitely seemed to be more of that style of shopping kind of thing. Um, and then also like if you go to used bookstores even further out, like I went to Kokonbunji and went to a small used bookstore there and, uh, there there's a ton of stuff for like one to $2. Uh, I picked up some random stuff that I recognized or things that just like really caught my eye. Like I got Nana on the PSP, which, I'm familiar with that the the anime Nana exists. I assume it's based off a manga or something. But uh, but uh, the the I looked at the back of the box and it seems like a very cute game overall. So I went ahead and picked that up as well. Um, so yeah, like uh, I say, probably the majority of my games came from the end of the trip, where I was just like basically going to book, like going to different places and being like, okay, where are the book offs here? And then kind of walking around. Obviously, you're paying the transportation costs, but I also was like going around and looking stuff at the same time in those areas. Or in the case of, uh, I think Ueno and uh, I forget what other place it was. Like it was it was north of Akihabara. I didn't have anything to do that night, and I was just like, I think I'm just gonna walk down to Akihabara <laughs> like a good way so so I did do that I I was maybe in Akihabara more than I would like that trip uh it's it, I'm somebody that if you if you basically take control of the situation I will just follow you 
And I think that doesn't work to you know the best degree sometimes. I think sometimes people are like, okay, I'll take you somewhere and then uh, you'll you'll make an effort to pick out the things you want to look at and then we'll look at that where I just more or less just go, okay, we're here because of you. Let us go. <laughs> so we'll just kind of walk around. Um, so, so I spent a lot of time in Akihabara with other people and, uh, you know, it, it's a fun way to like look at games and just kind of talk about stuff. Um, it's, it's maybe not the best way to shop for games. And so like I, I, I spent, I had a lot of time and maybe it's just kind of an easy way to, you know, easy place to meet up with people but um but i feel like everybody was like let's meet up in akihabara <laughs> and then so like i ended up in akihabara like every day um which which wasn't bad but but you know it was by the end i was kind of like somewhat sick of akihabara but i did end up still going back to akihabara for a very specific reason anyways uh so we'll talk about that in a little bit here it's gonna be a little bit longer of a podcast but uh won't be won't be super super long either gonna keep keep things short i think overall um and then also i went to comicat which is kind of the big reason i went in the first place uh you know i i that was the whole reason i did the trip because i wanted to go look at dojin games at comicat and buy dojin games and man, did I buy Dojin games. <laughs> I bought quite a few. Uh, it was the fourth day of comic They had Dojin software. And uh, yeah, it's just basically walking up and down aisles. People have these little tiny tablets that are running their games. Usually like a little Windows tablet kind of thing. And uh, and yeah, you get to either play it or just watch the video or then buy, buy a game. I'd say it's probably about like... Uh, 50-50 discs and then uh, downloadable codes. Uh, and a lot of the discs are literally just like CDRs. So, you know, you're not particularly like collecting anything. You are getting like packaging, I guess, to some extent. Although I did have one particular case where I bought the CD case and inside was just the download code for the game. And it's like, ah. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it, uh, it, it's definitely very fun. But it's also of a particular type quality of game. You know, you're not going to go to Comic Cat and find some like amazing AAA hit. Although there are there are some pretty actually nice looking games there, and I did pick up a few of those. Uh, but and there were some like larger, like more like Switch and PS4 like Toho games kind of things that were there. Toho, Toho, Toho. Um, so so that was uh neat to see that and. The, the problem is, and like, uh, if you haven't already guessed by me talking about it, I, I picked up a lot of stuff. And uh, specifically Dojin games, I picked up a lot of Dojin games. And uh, there's not really going to be a way I can cover those all in one go. So I think what's going to happen right now, at least short term, is, um, you know, I'm still, even this first weekend, most of the time I've spent has been like reorganizing stuff as I get it back here. I literally have purchased probably about 100 video games. Some of them are downloadable, but, um, but you know, probably had to find space for like 70 plus you know <laughs> uh games that are either you know in, in cases I don't, I don't think i got any loose cart games or anything like that so so i had to kind of reorganize my shelving and stuff like that so it, it definitely was a time-consuming process and then i bought a bunch of other junk i bought like a i bought a, a sword art online lisbeth figure one because i do like lisbeth and hollow fragment i don't really remember Elizabeth from the anime to be honest with you but hollow fragment i really like her as a character um, and then two, it's a, a gun gale online figure. So it has like the, uh, fatal bullet clothing kind of stuff in it, in it. I say, or I assume the gun gale clothing is what is in fatal bullet. Um, and, and it's one of the jackets from that game. And I do like the jackets in the game. The color scheme is a little, um, I think it's like, 
like a pink and yellow and I'm not super into that, but I think I did have a, a jacket that actually was kind of, kind of looked like that to some extent in the game, but it was, a, it was cute. She has a shotgun too. I don't know why I'm ending up with all these figures with guns. I got a, a Shiro-chan or Shiro-chan. Yeah. A uh, figure who has like an AK 47 as well. That's a noodle stopper rather actually. So, but I'm not a big gun fan or anything like that. So it's not particularly the reason why I bought them. I like jackets and coats. That's kind of the big thing. And the Shiro-chan, uh, noodle stopper has a, a really nice winter coat on it and you know the Elizabeth one had a nice jacket and I kind of was like well I guess I should probably buy a figure while I'm here and it was a cheap one it was like ten dollars and it looked pretty good I think it's like the Furyu line of stuff is all kind of like you know twenty dollar kind of figures so I got a used one that uh had a damaged box already for like I think it was like 12 bucks or something like that and um and I didn't really pack it nicely. I was like, okay, if, if this if this breaks, it's fine. Like, I lost $12. Rest in peace. Uh, the box did not hold up super well. I mean, it's not terrible either, but it get dented. Uh, but again, it was already damaged, so I didn't really care that much. The figure itself is fine, though. So so that did make it, and I, I did put it up there. So, so yeah. And, and one other thing. I did also go to the, the Dojin are the games Dojin day of comic cat, which is like day two or something like that. And that was pretty fun too. I got like a skies of Arcadia, a uh, little winter comic thing. That was basically them having like a snowball fight kind of thing. And then it was like a, it was like a 10th anniversary book and a 15th anniversary, uh, like a paper, like, I don't know what you'd call it. Like paper book thing. Cause like one was like, a, not really hardback, but like, uh, you know, it was a substantial cover. The other one was more like a, you know, magazine kind of thing. I don't know what those are called. I think there's a actual word for those, like, like you know, cheap paper dojin kind of things. Uh, and I also found a Gabriella's Ghostly Groove dojin, which I got very excited because I was not expecting to see. And I dropped all my money when I was trying to pay the first. And I was like, oh, no. Um, um, and then I found her on Twitter and she was tweeting about, she's like, oh, a foreigner came and had perfect pronunciation of the Gabriella's Ghostly Groove name. Which the game's called, like, something Lindsay's rhythm adventure or something in japan or something like that but uh but yeah so i followed followed her on twitter uh she seems like a very fun <laughs> fun person she she has a uh for the frog the bell tolls uh dojin stuff as well which i considered getting uh the problem was i really like richard from the frog the bell toll for, for the frog the for, for the frog the bell tolls i really like richard um but the the art they had as of the main character i think prince sable maybe uh, is their name and Prince Sable's cute. I don't love him, um, but I really like the look of Richard. I really should play that game someday. Uh, it's it's a fun a fun thing, <laughs> or it looks looks like a fun thing. And then the rest of the time, especially towards the end of the trip, because you know I was I was stranded in Japan and didn't really know what to do. Uh, I played a ton of a Toka doll, uh, which if you don't know is like a Konami uh, kids rhythm RPG game aimed at girls. So it's like, you know, most of the time it's like a two button rhythm game. Sometimes it's like a third element where like there's like this lever in the center of the machine because it used to, it's based off Oreka. And I have an old episode where I talk about this game quite a bit, but um, old podcast episode, but it's, that was also years ago. Um, and, uh, and you basically play this rhythm game, which builds up MP and then it lets you choose a set of moves. So like, you know, even attacks are, are MP. So you're basically building up energy and then, uh, and then you, uh, you know, fight the other person have like status effects and stuff and then like the different clothes you put on have like different weapons and or uh, powers and stats on them and stuff so i think i really do want to do something with that i got i think about maybe five hours of footage of a toka doll 
Um, so I might try to figure out what would be the best way to do something on that game. I played maybe about 15 to 20 hours of it while I was in Japan, uh, which ended up being like $148 or something like that. I think was the final count of the amount of money I spent on Tokadol. So, so, and I basically beat all the major, uh, final bosses and stuff. So I think I feel pretty good about doing something on it. I just got to figure out, you know, if I'm comfortable enough to do like a full video on it and then, you know, uh, schedule wise where that'll fit because i would rather do it sooner rather than later if i can uh because it's not like something i can really return to to refresh my memory easily you know i i honestly don't think i'll ever play a token all again mainly because you know the game stopped updating in 2017 it seems like a very dead game at this point but hey who knows maybe something will happen (laughs) maybe it'll come out in the u.s it definitely won't i also played some aikatsu uh which i won't talk about a lot of that right now uh but uh, yeah same kind of thing card game thing but i'd say more in line with like prepar or whatever that game's called just kind of like uh uh cards that print out clothes versus like a token doll where you're like printing out your character wearing clothes and stuff so you are wearing your cards in the clothes in aikatsu but let's not get into it <laughs> there's there's some pretty substantial differences between like an aikatsu and a token doll in terms of how they handle equipment and uh and clothes and the cards you print out and things like that so but yeah, I, I, I mean, I said a bit earlier, because of the sheer number of games, I'm probably not going to really dive deep into each and every one of these games. If you want to see most of my PS1 and PS2, pick, or most of my PS1 pickups, uh, go ahead and go back and check out that stream if you want to see, like, me actually, like, somewhat covering those games. I mean, I didn't actually, like, you know, play them ahead of time before the stream, so it's, like, learning about them as we play them. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know... <laughs> If you want to see me play some PS1 games, there's a way to do it. Japanese PS1 games. Um, uh, but if you go to my Twitter, I'll, I'll link this in the thing. But if you go to my Twitter, I have a whole thread where I basically um, uh, catalog everything I, I purchased, at least game-wise. So, you know, I've got my full set of PS1 games. I have some 3DS games, Fab Style, a bunch of Aikatsu games I probably shouldn't have bought. Uh, <laughs> uh quite a few Wii games. I picked up the Japanese version of Disaster Day of Crisis, uh, Kizuna. I forget the full name. It's like Oguma no Kizuna or something like that uh, for the Wii and things like that. So I think these will show up at some point over time. Uh, but, you know, I, it would be ridiculous to do like a, a series of videos of all my pickups in Japan. Just wouldn't... It wouldn't, it would take a long, long time and it would, you know, prevent me from doing a lot of other stuff probably. So, but I think this stuff will show up in some way. I would like to do something related to the comic games I picked up, like whether that just be a stream or something. Um, but you know, I have a lot of them and you got, I got to kind of like, you know, pre figure out what I'm doing with them ahead of time. And I haven't really done a lot of like PC game swapping on a stream. So I don't know if it's going to be difficult, like switching between a bunch of different PC games or anything like that. So um and then you can also see my pc 98 there that i got too so if you want to look at that but uh yeah i think that's gonna be it for this week so yeah in terms of like what's coming up next um you know i'm gonna stream again thursday i think i might just stream some of the 3ds pickups i have on thursday as well because i've been wanting to test 3ds streaming again because uh i think i was able to get it working properly um so i and i have a, a handful of 3ds games we can check out um and uh also maybe do maybe some of these Wii games too maybe I'll cram those two together depending on on how it works out uh, but I don't think I'll return back to uh uh Kaminazo or Martian Gothic immediately at least not until I feel a bit more I think 
uh, settled. I, even though I've been here, you know, since late last week, I, I feel like this whole time's just been kind of figuring out where things are going and, and making sure I have everything cataloged. So I didn't really feel like I got much of a weekend per se. <laughs> um, so I'm about to jump right back into the work week and I'm sure it's going to be super busy. So and we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, uh, and then, uh, you know, I'm still working on that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 video, uh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, The Golden Country of Torna. Um, I haven't even looked at that yet since I got back, so we'll see. I remember finishing a rough draft, so we'll see if I'm happy with it still. And then uh, I would like to do something with a Toka doll, so I don't know if it's going to appear as like a quick play or more like a fully featured video or something like that. So that, that might be something that's coming up here in the near future as well. So at least for now, I'd probably just say expect the typical uh, podcast stream dual hit per week kind of thing. And then um, and then I'll kind of update you as things get closer to being done. I would I, I think you probably won't see much like midweek content until I finish that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Golden Country of Torna video. Um, I'll probably try to start looking at at that in the near future as well as trying to draft out what I want to do with a Toka doll. Uh, I also need to kind of go back and look at what I want to talk about with Gun Gun Pixies, and because uh, I still want to do like a podcast surrounding Gun Gun Pixies. Uh, I have some someone I'm talking to about that who might come on the show and, and talk about it with me. I just got to reach out to them again now that the new year's here, and I am back in a position that I can actually reach out to people. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. So thanks for coming. You know, it's been kind of a, a rambly episode. Uh, I think next week should be kind of a normal podcast episode, probably. Um, you know. Unless there's like some loose ends that I really want to try to wrap up. I think I'd rather get back to like the more normal podcast schedule as soon as possible or, you know, normal podcast stuff. Uh, in terms of the content that I put out over that break, uh, if you have any feedback, let me know. But a lot of it was just kind of me rambling and trying to fill time, basically. <laughs> I, I did feel pretty good about the Final Fantasy episode, though. Um, and it seems like a lot of people did, did enjoy it. So I'm glad. Uh, I noticed that I, I got a lot more like comments while I was out in Japan. I'm not really sure like why that maybe it's just, I don't know. It just felt like I got a lot of comments from people on different, uh, shows and, 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 and videos and stuff. A lot of cheapy robo comics comments again. So, so yeah, but, uh, hopefully we get things moving here again quickly. I also got to, you know, do some dentist appointment stuff and, uh, and get that stuff figured out. So I do have some like adult kind of things I have to do. Anyways, life things. That's it for this week. Thanks for coming. Wonkshoreport.com is the website. I hope you have a great week. Bye.